0: Before you came to Hong Kong, what did you think of McDonald's? What kind of question is yeah. that? Is, is McDonald's a place you you go to?
1: Are you just checking whether I'm a massive snob or not? Just I was asking. I was more of a KFC guy, to be honest. But I like McDonald's. I, I used to always be disappointed because the McDonald's near my flat in London used to shut at midnight. And I would get back at like 2 or 3 in the morning and be like, oh, I could really do with a McChicken sandwich right now. And it would be shut. And I would be very sad. But here, McDonald's are far more enlightened and they're open 24 hours. Not only are they open 24 hours for burgers, they're open 24 hours for McMuffins.
0: Paradise. Fine, so you've always been McDonald's are okay. Well, okay. I think it's quite tasty.
1: I don't eat it very often. I usually try not to eat it because I just know it's not a good thing to eat often, right? It's tasty because it's high in salt and sugar and fat. What about you?
0: Why does all the judgment come from me? Please, you judge. I thought my time with McDonald's was over. Then I met you.
1: (laughs) Okay, you're trying to pin this on me now.
0: (laughs) And I am happy again. Because before it used to be Kes, so I used to all eat all the bad food with Kes, and then I moved to Hong Kong, and I had to—I couldn't eat bad food. I think it's funny
1: that you're trying to blame me for this, but I'm thanking you, you for it. <laughs> <laughs> thanking me for it, but you're the person whose idea of a healthy meal is a vegetarian pizza from Pizza Hut. Then you
0: know where I'm coming from.
1: <laughs> well, I know where we've both just come from. The Golden Archers We've just made a pilgrimage there We each had a tasty set of six nugs <laughs> when, when did that become the inappropriate? <laughs> <laughs> but it's on the menu It's on the menu It said choose dipping sauce And the options were Hot mustard Barbecue Sweet and sour And no nug dipping sauce So I guess they're chicken nugs now And we've bought back treasure We've bought back treasure from the east What is this delicious confection? (laughs) I can't even say it with a straight face. (laughs) What have we bought back? What
0: did you make us buy?
1: (laughs) Okay, that's the other way to put it. A cheesy blueberry pie. I don't know what kind of cheese it is. It's going to be absolutely hilarious if it's cheddar. It's cream cheese, right? I actually genuinely don't know. I just bought it because it looked disgusting. (laughs) Let's try this. Yeah, it's like totally Philadelphia. It's alright. Please give it a score out of seven.
0: Why seven? I was ready (laughs) with a score and then you said seven. It's a Reddit
1: meme. Give it a score out of whatever number you like. Tell Tell me what you're scoring out of. Six. Six out of what? Ten. Okay. Would eat again. Would eat again? Yeah. I know what you're getting for your burn.
0: (laughs) Where's your comment? I've just heard you eat the food, now give me something back.
1: Mmm, some nice crunch, good blueberry flavour. The cream cheese is a bit weird. If this was Europe, that would be custard. Who puts cream cheese in a pie?
0: Yes, full custard... Or just all blueberry.
1: It's weird. Asia's a weird place, man. Asia's relationship with cheese is really odd. Asia does not use cheese the way that the West uses cheese. Like, Japanese cheesecake actually tastes of cheese.
0: A lot of cheesecake tastes of cheese here. Very strange.
1: It was alright. I mean, I wouldn't turn my nose up at it if someone offered me one. I'm not sure I would go out of my way to buy one again.
0: Would you turn your nose up at anything offered to you? To be fair,
1: no. I eat pretty much
0: anything. Fine.
1: To the extent that people in the office have started going and buying things and offering them to me to see if I'll turn it down. Really? They just like randomly show up with like some curried offal and they'd be like, oh Mike, try this, it's really nice. And I'd be like, oh okay. Then just look at me surprised, I'm like, ah, you just you just had some. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know, you just offered me some.
0: Yeah, I eat most things. You really are a kind person.
1: Enough of the silliness. Yes. What did you want to talk about?
0: I don't really want to talk about myself, if I'm honest. I wanted to hear what you had on your YouTube recommendations, but apparently we all know what you have on your YouTube recommendations. We,
1: we've had multiple pre-chats. About what I've been watching on YouTube. You did mention offhand a few times what you've been recommended on YouTube. Yes. Sports highlights? Yeah. Game reviews? Movie trailers? Yeah. Anything else I should know about? Uh-huh. Hustle porn? Success porn? <laughs> okay, I'm glad you said success porn, because hustle porn sounds like it might be something else. Success porn. What's
0: success porn? Just motivational videos. Give me the ideas that if you work fifteen hours a day, you will be successful. You will be a millionaire.
1: Uh, okay. So it's porn in the sense of the Reddit Safe for Work Porn Network or whatever, like, you know, Earth Porn or you know, which is food just porn. nice yeah. Just nice photos of scenery, just nice photos of food. So just stories of success.
0: Not successful people doing porny things.
1: <laughs> not successful people just doing <laughs> pointy things it's called amateur like that's something else ting and i don't think they have that on youtube
0: i thought they do nowadays <laughs> do, do they I don't, not that i've ever never.
1: youtube's algorithm is not suggesting that to me not yet yeah they very confusingly had youtube red didn't they that was an odd name to have chosen any particular recommendations from this genre that i should watch any ones that you want to link
0: yeah, because I find this guy very divisive. So you should have a check it out. So maybe 10 years ago, I was sent a link for Gary Vaynerchuk.
1: <laughs> Is that a real name? It's a
0: real name. Okay. And he successfully built a series of YouTube videos selling wines, recommending wines. And he'd interview someone and recommend a wine. And it was a, a regular show, Wine Library TV. And now he's gone on to run an ad agency. And it's like hundreds of people that work for him. And he hustled like crazy on weekends, no holidays, 15 hours a day for no money. And he'll sell that dream to you now.
1: Do you think it's true? Do you think these stories are true? Do you think the concept of like hustling hard for months and for years, and then you'll definitely make it? Well, the definitely bit is the bit in question. Do you think it's true?
0: Yes. Really? I do. Yeah. Oh. it's just whether you're willing to make the sacrifice. I think it
1: would be nice if it was true. I think the world would be a better place, or would feel like a better place if it was true.
0: But that's—were you not sold the lie when you were a child that the harder you work, the more you're the luckier you get?
1: But that's the thing. I, I don't think. I don't think it is true. I think luck is so much a part of it there is a certain element of you make your own luck you have to put yourself into positions where you could be lucky and i guess i guess that's what all the hustling is doing is literally just putting yourself in a position where you could be lucky but the amount of time before the luck strikes you might just you might just expire
0: yes oh well, actually that's what's happened to his narrative people are saying y- you can't just work hard you no know, that's not healthy So it's pivoted. His message is pivoted to are you happy? If not hustle, You your success isn't monetary. It's whatever, however you define it, you know, and now it's become more earn less, spend less, be happy. You know, don't buy the extra bedroom. Don't buy the fancy car. Don't do the shit job. Earn less, but be happy. I think that is
1: good advice. I think learning what makes you happy, and being satisfied and not striving for things that won't make you happy, that are just ticking a box, or just increasing your score for no reason, that probably is smart advice. I think it's probably very hard advice to take, because it's so at odds with the message the world normally is sending you, which just shown... Celebrities, successful people, richer people Billionaires are held up as examples of like You should be like this person But some of these people are monsters They're like actual genuine Functional psychopaths But they're really rich so we just worship them anyway I don't know
0: He's all about the process (laughs) He's all about the process (laughs) We're coming back to the process again (sighs) But this guy's like His idea of process is so you can work 15 hours a day But my process is just to enjoy What I'm doing
1: Have you thought about making a series of YouTube videos about it? No. Maybe you should. Maybe this will be your
0: thing. But but what would be the reason for making the YouTube videos?
1: To tell other people to send
0: you money instead of striving. (laughs) 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 You can be really rich. (laughs) Oh, no, wait, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Also, I wanted to ask another question. When did disaster porn, food porn... When did the porn suffix... is it? Can I use suffix? Is that the right way to use suffix?
1: I believe it is the correct way to use the word suffix. I am not going to call you out on incorrect use of language. When did that become okay? I have no idea. I'm not sure it is okay, personally. Oh, okay. So I shouldn't say, like, torture porn. What? Torture porn? (laughs) 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 Those are two words that should not go together unless you mean something very specific.
0: You know, when the Saw films came out, people were saying the word... No, came up with the term torture porn okay i like (laughs) that definitely definitely provoked a reaction
1: there i don't know when it became okay
0: you know we can create like business ones like outlook porn calendar porn excel porn
1: i think these actually totally are terms i mean i think i have heard this in the office actually i've heard someone say like oh this is total excel porn when they see like a fine looking formula
0: can i work in your office please
1: (laughs) you can if you can take a pay cut there's free coffee, there's free small coffee.
0: dogs. There's free coffee, there are dogs, and we can talk about porn. <laughs> so long as it's Excel porn. Best kind. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me tonight Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Tingothy. Hey. Yo. Hey, this is Tingathy. <laughs> For podcast porn. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Late Night Love. I can never do that. I'll never do that. (laughs) I'll never run that segment of the (laughs) the station. We did that joke already. (laughs) Oh, F it. So, what what are we going to talk about today?
1: We're tying up any remaining loose ends from 2018 and we're looking forward to the glorious future because 2019 is going to be so much
0: better. Plus a thousand. Plus a thousand, Sir Michael. You're
1: learning. <laughs> I just made it up. It's just hope porn.
0: You know, but it's all in language. You know, it's part of it. It's like the use, of, the choice of words makes all the difference. I should, I should, I should create those YouTube videos <laughs> actually. So to start off, the book club retrospective for 2018.
1: What did we play this year?
0: So we started off with uh, *Torment*, *Tides of Numenera*. Super Mario Odyssey. Then, What Remains of Edith Finch. Firewatch. Minute. Prey.
1: And Super Mario Brothers.
0: I'd like to talk about what's most surprising. What Remains of Edith Finch. That really changed what I thought a walking simulator was. It's totally not what I expected. I watched you play Everyone's
1: Gone to the Rapture.
0: And I I thought I would, oh my days, that game is quite slow. I think it doesn't help that
1: that game has the most bizarre control system. The run button in that game is not a button. You have to hold it down and you kind of accelerate to the point that many people didn't realise you could actually run in that game full stop.
0: And they didn't change that?
1: I think they just added a tutorial to make sure that you knew how to run. But it's a very slow game. It's a
0: very slow game. So what I thought a walking simulator was, you'd walk to a spot and trigger some sort of flashback or audio, but everything, the world around you remains static. But Edith Finch doesn't do that. You trigger a flashback and... How would you say this?
1: They try very hard... To make sure that it's still a game. They make sure they use the controls. The way that you're interacting with that game. To immerse you in the game. Rather than just... bler Vomiting story at you. Like, here's some audio. Here's some text. It's a very interactive experience. It's very subtle too. I'm interested that you picked this one rather than firewatch because firewatch in many ways it was less fantastical than edith finch but it had some of that same like tactile feel to it like you know you push the button to like click in the radio and then you choose your dialogue option and then that's like it's like what you would do with a radio you know you'd push in the button when you want to transmit
0: what remains of Edith Finch? Can we say Edith Finch? Is that just you? Can just say
1: Edith Finch.
0: Edith Finch was more fantastical, and that made all the difference. I think when we recorded the Firewatch episode, I mentioned that nothing really happens. There was no payoff at the end, and it really was. I, I really was the Firewatch, and nothing really happened that summer. It's a boring game for boring people. <laughs> you know,
1: I'm, uh, I'm really shocked to hear you say that.
0: It's not. It's not. That's what. April said, and I can associate with that, in that nothing really happens, and that's, you know, that's life, that's real, but that, I much prefer Edith Finch's story. Firewatch is a top game, though. All good points. Do you have anything? Do you have one? I'm trying to
1: think what genuinely surprised me. I mean, I think something that surprised me that possibly shouldn't have surprised me was that Prey was an immersive sim. Like, I did not realise that Prey was basically Deus Ex on a space station. Like, I thought Prey was going to be like an FPS survival horror. And so, when I walked into you know that first room after escaping the simulation, and it tells me, hey, play it your way, get the keycard, go through the vents, hack the computer. I was like, huh? Is this Deus Ex? So...
0: I probably should have known that, but I didn't. Like, I really went in blind. I think a lot of people suffered that problem. There was a problem with the, the marketing.
1: I'm trying to think of anything else really surprised me. I mean, I think the other games, Edith Finch, I was expecting a walking simulator with innovative controls. Firewatch, I was expecting a walking simulator with interesting dialogue. Minute, I was expecting like a Zelda-like
0: what did you think of firewatch i mean out of edith finch and firewatch which one which one did you prefer what can i even say say which one and then give me the justification i don't think
1: i have much to pick between them like it really would be a coin toss like they both they both do their thing in ways that are superficially very similar but actually quite different i don't think I could really, like, viscerally relate to any of the characters. Like, you know, I was playing as Henry, and I had this abstract sense of, oh, I'm in this situation, but my life has not been like that, so I didn't feel the same kind of, like, connection. And I guess similarly with Edith Finch, there was just such this Fantastical like Larger than lifeness to it That again I couldn't quite Connect with it In that way I guess if I had To lean one way or the other Maybe Edith Finch as well And I guess I do like things of a fantastical Nature but I don't know If you ask me on a different day I might say Firewatch I mean like you know the groundedness of Firewatch And, and the fact that you know, these are just people living living their lives, right? And it's just this strange slice or the intersection between you and Delilah. I don't know. Neither of them made me feel like this emotional thing that, like, perplexingly something like Undertale did, which is crazy because I'm not, you know, <laughs> a small
0: mute child possessed <laughs> by the demon, Has any walking simulator made you feel connected?
1: How many walking simulators have I even played? I'd have to think about it.
0: That's a no, then. That's a no. For
1: now. I I think other walking simulators might have surprised me in different ways. Like, the Stanley Parable is surprising because it's, it's even more... It's fantastical, but in a totally different way. It's, like, fantastical in, like, satire or like absurdity rather than like poignancy in the you know in the way that either finch is poignant or i was going to say like antichamber but antichamber is more i guess is much more mechanically a puzzle game than a walking simulator i don't know i i also think none of them really really surprised me the same way that say her story did I actually really liked her story. I was thinking back to this year of the book club and I was thinking we didn't play anything that actually had the surprise and impact on me that her story did. Especially the level of conflict where it transpired that we both had totally different interpretations of it.
0: I guess you've still not come around to my way of thinking.
1: It was just, yeah, her story was genuinely surprising and, and made me
0: think. I have one last one, and that's Torment. I can still feel a year later how painful that game was. It was just—it was just a slog, right? It felt like
1: you just threw a load of things into a blender and like poured out this slurry. It, it was just like, what does this game need? It needs a protagonist that does this. What does the antagonist need to do? Oh, they need to be this. You know, we need these romance subplots. We need these like character conflicts. Blah 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 blah. Just pour it all into the blender, mix it up, pour it out into the mold. Like uh, I think this is the problem with a lot of Kickstarter games. They make all these promises, they have all these stretch goals, they meet them, but there's no passion to it, there's no spark or magic, it's just very formulaic. And this was just trying to recreate Planescape Torment, and it ticked a load of boxes that on paper. Were required, but it wasn't Planescape Torment.
0: Is that what you were going to say, or <laughs> you haven't played Planescape Torment, so I guess I just wanted. I think this the story could could have been edited better, or they should be more brutal with the editing. I'm glad you agree. I thought I was just being an, an idiot, or you know, someone who doesn't appreciate CRPGs. CRPGs, yes, yeah, CRPGs. No, I'd rate it a six out of ten.
1: I think if we were to play another one... Well, there's obviously Baldur's Gate 2. You're still working your way through it. I have heard that Divinity Original Sin 2 is really good. And that is another kickstarted one. But I've heard that it is really good. So maybe if we were going to try another one of these games, it should be that one. But it's certainly well it would be quite an undertaking I mean the good thing about picking something like that for the book club means that we definitely play it because we have you know dates to hit but it's it's a hard thing for us to inflict upon ourselves you know to commit to playing one of these massive RPGs it will probably take us four to six months and that's like half the year of the book club
0: just gone that's all I had then I think that's enough So as part of our Meaningless Awards, we had a missed in 2018. But actually, Mike missed everything. Yep. So let's spend some more time talking about
1: all the things (laughs) that I missed. You missed them too. You just didn't care as much. I mean, we definitely mentioned God of War at length. Is it just that you were too busy? Would you have played it if you had had time?
0: No, you know how this stupid Metacritic system because i really need to keep my backlog in check
1: oh right so this didn't breach 95
0: it did and then it didn't
1: whereas rdr2 did yes and that's why you're playing it
0: yeah it really is a burden i really find if i'm not playing things for a long time i really don't enjoy them because i'm i spend all this time learning the systems and i get the payoff if i Start learning everything and then don't keep going to earn the payoff, then it's really painful.
1: I think what you've just described is the root of my problem for a lot of these really long games. I mean, this is why I don't want to start something until I know I'm going to be able to finish it. And I just never feel confident about finishing anything now, so I just never start anything.
0: Celeste is the other one I had.
1: I can't believe Celeste was only out in 2018. It really feels Celeste has been out for a long, long time. But I guess it was released near the start of the year. I'm not quite sure why it's so good. From what I've seen, it just looks like an avoid-the-obstacles platformer with sharp controls. But I don't see what makes it special at the moment. It's very highly acclaimed, so there clearly is something. But I don't know what that something is at the moment.
0: I've missed a whole suite of indie platformer games, of hardcore platformer games, and I thought this this is the time to get in there. Although Super Meat Boy, always the same kind of game from the looks of it. As Super Meat Boy, yeah,
1: that kind of platforming subgenre of indie game with tight controls, avoid spikes. It might just be that I'm not a huge fan of that particular platformer subtype. Have you played any? I've played Super Meat Boy. I've played N+, or is it N++? I don't know. That one. I've played a few others too. I mean, they're alright, but have you played any?
0: No, that's the point.
1: Okay. Well, something to think about. Whether we should try and play it.
0: So, Mike, what have you missed?
1: I just have missed so
0: many things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's just so many things I missed. It'll be easier to list the things I didn't miss, and it, you know, some particular call outs, perhaps because they're less obvious. So, Return of Obra Dinn. It's the new game by Lucas Pope who is the creator of Papers, Please. I really enjoyed Papers, Please. I thought it was... I thought it was very clever. You know, it was a way of turning menial kind of desk work into... Is it desk work? Admin? Admin work, yeah. I don't know. Manning a passport booth. And, yeah, it became like social commentary and... I don't know it was just really funny it was like it somehow made following a manual really interesting in a way of like it became a life and death situation you know for the people you had to allow or deny entry into the country for your own family that you needed to feed because your income was based on your performance of letting in the right people and turning away the wrong people so the return of the Obra is his new game I actually know practically nothing about it other than that it has this I think they're calling it like one bit aesthetic I think it's all just two colours with dithering but I know very little about the actual game itself and I've missed it so at some point I shall try to play it I imagine and then another subset of games that I really enjoy and I think you totally don't understand like rhythm and music games Because you just don't like music. (laughs) Well, you don't... uh, that's, That's a bold statement. You don't like music in the same way that I seem to. Like, you like music, but you don't appreciate the music in a game in the same way. For you, it's not an important element of the experience. Whereas for me, it can potentially be the most important element of the experience.
0: I think it's different when it's the main aspects of the game. So, Amplitude Mm. and uh, I don't know if it's Child or Children of Eden.
1: Oh yeah, I know the one you mean. So, two musical puzzle games that I was really interested in, but just didn't quite pull the trigger on buying. The Tetris Effect, which we actually have talked about a few times. And one that I don't think we have talked about on the podcast, but I'm at least as interested in as the Tetris effect, which is Beat Saber. So Beat Saber, well, actually both of these are VR games. So Tetris effect, you can play it on PSVR, but I don't have PSVR. So if I bought it, I would just have to play it normally. I was actually looking to see if they were going to release it on PC so I could play it in VR because I actually have an Oculus and Beat Saber. Beat Saber is specifically a VR game. So, imagine Dance Dance Revolution, but instead of dancing and hitting the arrows with your feet, you have to cut the arrows in the correct direction with two lightsabers that you're holding. It just looks so cool when you see like all these arrows flying towards you, and you see the guy, you know, like, waving his arms around, like, cutting beautiful patterns, like, you know, like, on the beat, it looks mesmerizing. But I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it because I'm mostly setting up the Oculus is such a faff. I think if I did live in the US and had like a massive apartment, I could just like leave it set up all the time. Maybe I would use it more, but because it's Hong Kong and I have limited desk space and like I barely have a large enough area for it to register as room scale. Yeah, it's it's always such a pain setting it up and I just I just never, again, quite felt the energy to to try it out.
0: Why did you say US? Where else do you get
1: massive amounts of space? Fair enough. There aren't that many other countries where... Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, but I mean English-speaking countries. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course.
0: A couple more you noted down were Nino Kuni 2 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
1: Well, they're both just kind of arbitrary picks, just to, I don't know, just out of the long, long list of things that I meant to play that I didn't play. Was Persona 5 this year? Was Persona 5 last year? I, I've i forgotten now, I've lost track of even my backlog, of even my missed in whatever year.
0: No, because it wasn't on any awards list.
1: Okay, so, so that's a missed in 2017, is it? Wow. Just... What's happened to me? I've just become unmoored in time. I'm actually kind of shocked. It does feel like I've kind of just like lost my grip on like the flow of like media and like just so much has happened in the world let alone in computer games but just like in the world like just so much is happening like now. It's like there's this huge torrent ripping past and like I feel like yeah, things are just passing me by and I'm just shocked to know. So I missed that one too, then I guess. And there's a whole bunch of others that we've both missed and both didn't even know about. Yes. Where do you get some of these names from?
0: Oh, there's a Guardian Top 20 and also from the Game Wards.
1: Oh, I see. Nominees? Yep. Wow. I'd like never even heard of a bunch of these games. So Florence? the messenger astrobot rescue mission
0: i missed all of those too but we can talk about them very quickly
1: <laughs> do you have anything to say about them
0: we watched some of the trailers yeah, florence is made by the creators of monument valley so it has a heritage pedigree pedigree is a better word and the messenger I don't know who made it.
1: It looked vaguely like Ninja Gaiden, but then with this multi-dimensional aspect. I don't know. We're completely unqualified to talk about these games.
0: Astro Bot Rescue Mission. Have you seen the Playroom game? Have you tried it on your PlayStation?
1: Oh, I have tried that actually in a shop.
0: So it's a, it's a VR game with a controller, and you're controlling Astro Bot, which are the little bots in the Playroom, and you you're looking down. On the world, and by moving your head, you're moving the camera. And it's a platformer with some VR mechanics. Oh, okay. They really like they really like it apparently. But you don't have a PSVR. I definitely don't. Is
1: it kind of like Lucky's tail in that sense? It's like a 3D platformer, but the viewpoint is your head.
0: But more VR mechanics. So you can headbutt things. <laughs> I'm a fan of headbutting things. Okay. That's it. Well, <laughs> one, oh, la- one last comment. <laughs> It's actually really hard being knowledgeable in everything these days.
1: I think it's always been very hard to be knowledgeable in everything. (laughs) But even in the field of computer games, it's definitely becoming
0: very hard to keep up. There is
1: just so much stuff coming
0: out. Like, Don't ask me about Fortnite. Don't ask me about esports.
1: And that's a big thing, right? That's a
0: big famous thing. Don't ask me about League, Dota, Hearthstone.
1: What about artifacting?
0: Don't ask me about artifact, but no one cares about artifacts, yeah. so it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well that was a damp squib.
0: But that's fine, that's that's the past. Let's look forward.
1: so what does the glorious future of 2019 promise us
0: I'm not sure how glorious it's going to be at the moment
1: I am just chill just worry less just play what you want to play and just don't play the rest I mean you already do that so
0: (laughs) but January 11th sees the release of a game you're quite interested in
1: New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe do you have this on Wii U no the non-deluxe version obviously the Wii U version I mean, I have heard this is the best 2D Mario game since Super Mario World. I don't know. You know, I really, really like Super Mario World, so it has a very high threshold to cross, if that's really true. Yeah, I've never played it. It was on the Wii U. I don't own a Wii U. So the opportunity to play it on the Switch, I look forward to it.
0: That's a buy then.
1: That's a buy from me, yeah. Boom. So that's one out the way. Will I finish it? let's see. I don't
0: care, you're buying it you will install it, it's on the backlog.
1: It's on the backlog, yeah that's right January 25th, Resident Evil 2 This looks amazing I'm not going to buy it Are you interested in it? It could be really good Oh, I have no doubt it could be really good. I mean they've really had a return to form with Resident Evil 7, at least that's what I've heard, I've never played it I did. <laughs> I did stay up till two in the morning watching a Lex play of it, but that's another story. The videos we've seen for the Resident Evil Two remake look fantastic. It's kind of shocking just how different it looks if you look at the original game and this reimagining. But I've got limited time, and I think there are other things I could play that I would enjoy more.
0: I don't know how I feel about having these horror games in HD. Well, there's action horror, isn't it?
1: Well, no. Resident Evil 2 was before the series went really action-y. Up until Resident Evil 4, they're much more, you should run away. I don't know what these reimaginings are going to be like, though. Like, I don't know whether they will try and recapture that survival horror rather than action horror
0: feel. January 29th? Is Kingdom Hearts 3?
1: Is this for real?
0: What do you mean for real?
1: Kingdom Hearts 3 feels like one of those games that's just been like forever out of reach. I I can't believe it's actually coming. It's
0: already been leaked.
1: Yeah, it has been leaked, hasn't it? I saw that.
0: So it really is happening. I don't care for Kingdom Hearts 3 anymore. (laughs) Did you ever care? I was interested because it was Disney in a game.
1: Do, do, is it not something that you think you might be able to play
0: with April? Because
1: she's really into Disney. Do you not think it's something you might be able to play and enjoy together?
0: But it's not really Disney though. It's a Disney world but with a Final Fantasy narrative slapped on top.
1: Yeah, it's got the most bonkers narrative imaginable. So it's a hard pass from you. Wait a Yes. Is this... I, can't... I don't know if this is a Photoshop but I thought I saw a screenshot of Kingdom Hearts 3, but Donald Duck has a gun. And people have been, like, cropping out just this little bit of the picture of Donald and his gun. And they have put, like, meme text, like, mess with the flock and you get the Glock. (laughs) Is this for real?
0: (laughs) You're asking the wrong person. Okay. February 22nd. Anthem. Should be. Let's see. If they hit the date. Are you going to buy this? Only if you buy it.
1: Yes, you're not buying it.
0: You seem disappointed. It's fine. It's
1: fine. I, uh, I cannot imagine that this game will be good. I honestly cannot imagine that this game will be good. I think the only way that it won't be a disappointment is if people's expectations of it are already so low that they're not surprised that it's bad. I don't know why I'm dumping on this so hard. Seize through
0: the hype. <laughs> I, I don't know, Could it be good? The Old Republic is good. Let's wait and see. March 15th. Tom Clancy's The
1: Division 2. I mean, this is kind of just like Anthem or Destiny. It's another looter shooter. Snow then. I actually quite liked The Division, but I, I don't know, I just, we all stopped playing it, and I didn't like it enough to play on my own.
0: March 22nd,
1: Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, it's the new FromSoft game, is it Ninja Souls, or is that derogatory? I don't think it actually is Ninja Souls, I think it's just another FromSoft game, but it's not trying to emulate the Souls-like, Souls-born, whatever it's called these days, feel. I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. I probably will go for it.
0: So I picked out some official release dates and tried to build some hype. I failed. (laughs) I'm sorry. So let's pick out some games you are really looking forward to in 2019.
1: Is there an Animal Crossing game coming in 2019?
0: There is an untitled Animal Crossing game.
1: I think I'm gonna try playing this Animal Crossing game. I've never played an Animal Crossing game.
0: I wonder if it's Animal Crossing Snap.
1: <laughs> well, then at least I won't have to play it for very long. I think I just should try and play something relaxing and fun and non judgmental.
0: I don't feel you could you can play a game that's pointless.
1: I might really not get on with it.
0: Like Minecraft, you still have to I really liked Minecraft. Though. Yeah, but that's you won't play vanilla Minecraft.
1: I played a lot of Vanilla Minecraft. I played Vanilla Minecraft to the point where I felt I had done all the things you could do in Vanilla Minecraft. Like, we literally excavated a pit to the bottom of the world. And not just a small pit, like a 64x64 pit to the bottom of the world. It took a long time. That was dumb. But, you know, we did stuff like that in Minecraft with our bare hands. So... I've played vanilla Minecraft, I can play games that have no point
0: Maybe it's just me then Although I played The Sims
1: But Were you playing The Sims like an eagle dad? Were you like, my Sims are going to be successful No You just try to get them into funny situations
0: I don't know, I just let them be I just wanted, I I like watching, observing
1: You voyeur Is that just I was trying to think of something else, porn But I couldn't think of an appropriate word you just let them go swimming and then took away the ladder. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Come on, what are you hyped for? Pick something.
0: Dreams. I can see dreams might be really good. It could be really good. I want it to be really good.
1: I think the only thing that might make me sad about dreams is that I'll see everybody else's creations and I just will feel, wow, these are so much better than anything I could do. And then my dreams will die.
0: You won't even try to create something and then realise you don't have the ability.
1: Well, no, I'll try and fail and then I'll know the world has defeated me. I'm just going to go back to my Animal Crossing village and go fishing. That was a very melancholy look at it. No, I think it will be. I think it could be very, very interesting. And then there's a Pokemon game. Is it actually going to be a main series Pokemon game on the Switch? A new one?
0: It should be. What else could it be? That's that's such a troll if it's not.
1: I suppose what other system could they release it on? I mean, the 3DS again? Or do you think they'll release the same game on 3DS and Switch?
0: I don't know, because they did it for Smash Brothers on the Wii U.
1: I don't know if I can really be bothered to play a main series Pokemon game, though. Because we both had Sun and Moon, right? And we both just kind of fizzled out. Like, we
0: we just... Couldn't be bothered to finish it. No one told me how much of a grind it was. Oh, it's such a grind. No one tells no one tells you that. No one tells you that. Well you're supposed to know from your
1: childhood, Ting. <laughs> yeah. It's a game designed to keep children, you know, busy so that their parents can have some time with a bottle of wine. So you don't care for this game, why are you talking about it? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought, just thought it might drum up some excitement. You never know. <laughs> I think I really like the idea of playing a Pokemon game, but when I actually ever play one, I'm just like, oh yeah, can't be bothered.
0: This is why I didn't buy Let's Go. I am interested to see what they make of Last of Us 2. Hmm. It looks really dark. Because there's
1: like a religious cult. Are you going to buy this one?
0: I'd like not to. I hope it's not that good. (laughs) But if it could, it's probably going to be really good.
1: Wow, we're both having a... Despite the promise and, like, energy and hope that this episode started with, we're both, like, very slowly, like, ploughing into the ground.
0: Okay, if I have infinite time and I break a leg, I really hope I break a leg. I really want Last of Us 2 to be good. I want Dreams to be good. And Resident Evil 2 to be good.
1: Yeah, it feels like we're just, like, dreading that there'll be all these really amazing games that we're going to miss again.
0: That's the reality. But, you know, that's the beauty of... Naughty Dog, and their storytelling is that they'll make... they'll create hope in this, you know, this atmosphere of utter despair, hopelessness.
1: Did you finish Uncharted 4? No. I feel that's somehow like a metaphor for your life. Just can't finish stuff. You were unable to finish the game about Nathan Drake being a parent.
0: Did you watch The Road?
1: No, I didn't watch The Road. Is it really depressing? I've heard it's really... Painfully depressing.
0: It is painfully depressing.
1: Should I watch it? Does Don't it? watch The Road. Don't watch The Road.
0: But I really thought last, The Last of Us w- would be like The Road. But it was quasi-upbeat. Yes, it was. Just
1: enough. Just enough in a, well, the world is doomed, but at least...
0: There's a giraffe.
1: <laughs> but There's a giraffe. Hello. It's a happy giraffe. Don't mind me.
0: <laughs> exactly. I took a girl to watch The Road and it was terrible after the film we had nothing to say to each other it's that bad a film you were just left with despair so i shouldn't watch the road definitely don't watch the road yeah don't don't think of it don't so, don't have a film night so, and put the road on
1: so watch the road if you're feeling too happy and you somehow need to be brought down
0: yes you'll never be in that position so it's fine
1: yeah i can't say i can never imagine myself in that position
0: Help me here. So what's your three?
1: For next year? Yes. Oh, jeez, I don't know. What not I... I, I, <laughs> I gotta admit, when I looked at this section of the show notes, I was just thinking, it's a whole load of sequels that I'm not sure I care about that much. Like, what am I excited for? What am I excited for? I think, in the end the thing that I end up being excited for and enjoy next year will be something that surprises me. I don't think it's gonna be one of these sequels. Like The Last of Us. I liked The Last of Us, but it wasn't like, oh this was the greatest game ever. You know, I, I liked it but it wasn't as if it changed my life.
0: I think that's that's unfortunately that's how a hype works. You only you only know about sequels any new IP we won't see until it happens we won't know it's good until it happens so I think
1: I'm hoping more for one of those to come out the woodwork and surprise me smash in the face smash me in the face yeah you know like what will be my Slay the Spire of 2019 what's Jonathan Blow doing what is Jonathan Blow doing (laughs) do you know what sorry minor tangent when Black Ops 4 came out, Jonathan Blow just posted a load of videos of him playing like Blackout solo and just winning. And I was just like, geez, man. Jonathan Blow is like me if you multiplied all my stats by like two. He's like a better programmer and like a better gamer. <laughs> I'm just like, geez. Good thing he doesn't have a podcast. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> and you know what, actually, one of my favourite things. One of my favorite things. One of the most farcical things I saw was Jonathan Blow doing a Q and A after a stream. I wonder if I can find this on YouTube or something. And someone said to him, "Do you ever suffer from imposter syndrome? Like, what? How do you deal with it?" And he was like, "No, I've never suffered from imposter syndrome." And I was just like, "Oh, jeez, wow." So his brain obviously works quite a different way to mine.
0: Wait. Wait, you suffer from imposter syndrome? Oh, like, all the time.
1: But the best defense is a good offense. Sadly, no, no, no. I'm, hey, I'm all about radical honesty here, remember? Everyone knows exactly what I'm thinking.
0: That's how you catch them off guard.
1: Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm just not sure I'm good enough for this job. But you should give it to me anyway. Okay, something I have hopes for. The Outer Worlds. It's a new... RPG looks kind of like a similar setting to Borderlands, but it's not. It's a completely different IP. And it's made by the people who made Fallout New Vegas. And in fact, I think that's the team that made the original
0: Fallout. Yes, it's in the promotional video. That's why I know it. That might be interesting. Yeah, a proper RPG.
1: A proper RPG. A proper RPG with proper dialogue stuff. This is the sort of game that I tell everyone I really enjoy and will probably never play.
0: But you'll install.
1: But I'll install it and it will go on my ever-growing backlog. And I guess other things I should be looking forward to are all the games I said I was looking forward to in 2018 that didn't actually release in 2018 and are thus just rolled over 2019. You had a lot. I just picked too many. I just got greedy. Good. Good. You are excited. Well, I was excited. Now I'm just (laughs) jaded.
0: We did take a year.
1: So, say, Phoenix Point, System Shock. I did say The Last of Us 2. I'm still waiting for Mario Maker on the Switch as well. But I suspect that I enjoy watching other people, mostly Carl Sagan 42, playing Mario Maker. More than I would actually enjoy playing Mario Maker myself.
0: Do you so on Reddit, do you ever read about how people play games?
1: No. I think I'm much less meta than you.
0: So you don't think about what games you should you're playing now, how many games you should be playing right now, what mix of games you should be playing? I think I think that if I overthink it, it will just
1: cease to be fun. But maybe I should think about it a little more. I, I think that
0: you shouldn't. If you don't, 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 don't <laughs> fall. Don't do this. Don't do this. I'm ruining it for myself. Don't want to ruin it for you.
1: No, no, no. I, without having thought about it, I think I do kind of do this because I've mentioned that I kind of have my default game for just when I want to play a game, but I don't want to like get hooked into some sixty to one hundred hour you know, monster. So, you know, if I'm playing a programming puzzle game, I guess it's that for a while. Or, you know, perennially, there's been The Binding of Isaac, Slay the Spire, you know, that kind of game. Actually, there's supposed to be a Binding of Isaac DLC coming out next year as well. So, I suppose I'm looking forward to that. Sort of. A Binding of Isaac just... It just keeps going. It's just like the treadmill. You never get to the end of it. There's just going to be a new boss for me to beat so I can tick off that I finished it again. But I still will be ever further away from getting all the items and
0: 100%. But do you enjoy the treadmill?
1: Yeah, I enjoy the treadmill. But sorry, we, we've reared off topic a bit. So I guess I have a game like that. And then I have a multiplayer game which for a while now has been PUBG. And I guess I should have a longer format game that I should be working through, but I don't. And that's why my backlog just grows ever worse. I suppose I have been trying to kind of combine that game with the book club recently, but now we're going a different direction with the book club and I have to just find a reason just to play it on my own. I mean, we've said before that I have just this horrendous library of games that I've never played, but I do have some mental notion of what I consider my backlog to be, because since so many of these games have been bought on, like, mega sale, or just as part of a bundle, their presence in my library doesn't really mean it's necessarily on my backlog. So the only things that are really, really... ...on my backlog... ...are games that I've actually... ...taken the time to install... ...so... ...just to... ...rattle off very quickly... ...the ones that... ...I kind of... ...have at the top of my mind... ...The Witcher 3... ...Dishonored 2... ...Stardew Valley... ...Factorio... ...Red Dead Redemption 2... ...Final Fantasy Fifteen, ...and... ...perplexingly...
0: ...Golf Story... <laughs> Do you have Destiny 2 installed?
1: I deleted it to make room for RDR 2. Clever. I think playing Destiny 2, when you don't
0: have the latest expansion pack as well, is a bit sad. Even when you have the latest expansion pack, it's a bit sad. I do miss
1: when we used to play Destiny. It's funny, because I think we played Destiny when Destiny was at its worst... It was when there was like no content and we were just like grinding out the same thing over and over again. But the good thing about that is it made Destiny into the mindless game you can play for 30 minutes you don't care about. And so I would just come home and grind out a strike or two and it was a useful way to wind down.
0: You soloed the nightfall.
1: I think I just enjoy breaking things. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's funny, I'm so antisocial that rather than try and <laughs> team up with people to make this easy, I just tortuously made it. Something I would do on my own. I think I soloed the Crota raid as well a few times. Not sensible, don't do it. Anything else from you?
0: So, what have I done? 2019. The book club games has meant i finished more games, so that's the plan. That's what the plan for 2019 but finishing games slowly. So let's see what that means. Decided to play games in parallel, even if they're super long.
1: Well, the book club isn't going to help you in 2019 because we've just recast the book club as being quick look.
0: It's up to now it's helped me. (laughs) Why do
1: we do this again?
0: (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see. I want to keep finishing stuff. I won't play one game because trying to slog through Baldur's Gate 2, I mean, as good as it is, It's slow going at times. So I'll put something else in there just to slow me down even more.
1: I think it's dangerous playing too many long games at once.
0: But they're the games I need to play. They're all installed for you but you won't touch them.
1: I think I'm just too worried what will happen. Like if I start I want to finish. But maybe it will become the opposite. Maybe the fact that the book club game is going to be quick look means that I will just have a void i can fill by one of these games instead
0: that's not the idea the void is meant to be filled by game dev
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're doing it wrong we're doing it all wrong maybe we can sell that on the epic store if we finally make something i i don't know whether to be happy or sad about the existence of the epic store on the one hand it sounds good because they only take a 10 percent cut is that right 12%.
0: 12%. Okay, fine, 12. Close Di- enough. Discord is 10%. Dis- wait, wait, Discord is 10 10- Discord has a store. <laughs> Discord has a store.
1: I guess they got to make money somehow. Yes. But it's like the whole thing with Netflix again, where everyone's making competing platforms. So long as it's better than Battle.net. The stupid region thing on Battle.net just does my head in every time.
0: One more. One more? Claim all the games on the Epic Store.
1: Oh yeah, they're
0: free. Every two weeks.
1: By the time you hear this, Subnautica will have been and gone. Too bad. Super Meat Boy, I think, is the next game. Yes. We totally need to actually start making like calendar entries. Like, remember to claim your PSN Plus games. Remember to claim your Epic Games games. Too many free games. When are we going to play them? Never.
0: Uh, you, you said I should claim them. This is all your fault. At one point, I wasn't claiming them.
1: You should go. It's a waste not to claim them. It's a waste. It's like taking the money and burning it.
0: Do you know what I did the other day?
1: You took some money and you burned it.
0: I logged into the Humble Bundle to claim my free Lego Hobbit. I'm not playing Lego Hobbit. There's in no world am I playing the Lego Hob- Hobbit. Hey,
1: the Lego Hobbit was free and Humble Bundle? Yes. I'm sorry, I'm just going <laughs> to log late. in and claim it it's right too now. too late.
0: Why didn't you want me? <laughs> Because no no one is playing the Lego Hobbit.
1: It's like I took the Lego Hobbit and I just, like, threw it in a furnace. (laughs) It's probably for the best.
0: It is for the best. (laughs) Recycle it with fire. We were Lost Levels Club.
1: We still are Lost Levels Club.
0: Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. ting at LostLevels.Club. On Twitter.
1: At Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. And YouTube as Lost Levels Club. On Reddit. Slash R slash
0: Lost Levels Club. On Facebook. Oh
1: yeah, as Lost Levels Club. Do we really need to list all of these? I don't
0: know, I don't know. I'm trying to see if you give me a hint.
1: (laughs) You can find us graffitied on a wall down the road as... at least we're not on Google+. We'll probably be gone by the time you hear this podcast. So, Michael, what
0: are you grateful for?
1: I had very little sleep before we recorded this episode because I was up all night reading a webcomic called Tower of God. But it's really good. So, I'm grateful I discovered this
0: webcomic called Tower of God. So, Michael says bye. Bye Bye-bye.